Okay, hello everyone, and um, welcome to the very first Poldark podcast, which is unsurprisingly a podcast about the show Poldark. Uh, we will be discussing our reactions to every episode as they air, and we're going to try and give you our best attempts at analysis. My name is Rita. Uh, I live in the UK and I discovered Poldark last year while it was airing the first time around because I'm kind of slightly in love with Eleanor Tomlinson and I've watched all of her period dramas before and I thought, oh look, the ginger one, she's in a new TV show, I'll give that a try and then I became completely hooked. And I blog at Princess of Poldark and I also co-run Effia Ramelza and Eleanor Tomlinson Daily. Um, my, my name is Michelle, and um, I live uh, in the States, in the Pacific Northwest. Um, I discovered uh, Poldark because my TiVo, uh, which is my uh, digital uh, recording uh, device for my television, uh, has Masterpiece Classic um, as one of my uh, kind of go-to shows that they automatically record. And so I came home one day and saw this pole dark on Masterpiece uh, sitting on my show list. And so I figured, okay, well, let's check this out. Boom. Uh, that pretty much uh, <laughs> did me in. Uh, it was uh, July of last year. And uh, since then, I've become completely obsessed with the show the actors, uh, in particular, uh, Mr. Aiden Turner. Um, I am uh, blogging at Muses, so M-M-M-U-S-I-N-G. S is my um, name on Twitter, but uh, my blog is Muses, M-M-M-U-S-E-S, on uh, Tumblr. And uh, I write a ton of fan fiction. Which I love, by the way. Oh, thank you very much. Well, I guess that leaves me. So my name is Delenda. I am French. I live uh, not far from Paris. And um, I discovered Paul Dark uh, about uh, a year and a half ago, uh, the, right when it's uh, finished airing on BBC. So I uh, decided to watch Paul Dark because I am a huge paradrama fan, especially thanks to Downton Abbey. And I knew it was coming to an end soon. So I was like, I need to find another paradrama to mend my broken heart. And so I started watching <laughs> Paul Dark. <laughs> And I fell in love with the story, with the characters, and of course with the actors. I think Eleanor Tomlinson is a brilliant actress, and she's oh, so young, so I look forward to uh, seeing uh, what the future holds for her. And of mm -hmm. course, uh, all the actors, and of course, uh, Mr. Aidan Turner. I'd actually heard vaguely of him uh, through Being Human, and uh, so I was like, okay, well, let's see uh, what he's got. And he's got lots to give. <laughs> he <certainly laughs> and so, so, yeah, so um, I love Paul Dark, and uh, I, I really hope that uh, we get to talk lots about the show. So, yeah, so you can find me on Tumblr at uh, me and my set of mind and on Twitter at Delendadia, D-A-L-A-N-D-I-A. And I'll make sure to put everybody's blog links and their Twitter and their amazing fan fiction on the <laughs> Tumblr. So everybody go look, search for these things. They're going to be up there. Yeah. <laughs> I thought we'd start with a little episode summary so that we could all remind ourselves about what happened um which was actually quite a lot i saw a lot of people complain that like they didn't feel there was a lot packed into the episode but when i started breaking it down 
there was a huge amount of plot there. We had the election results, Unwin mm-hmm. tied for the second seat, and then in a move characteristic of George, he just <laughs> decided to shove him into claiming <laughs> his seat and inciting, ironically, another riot. Caroline and Dwight met again, voted mm-hmm. and argued at the same time in a dynamic yes. uniquely their own. Yes. Um, then Demelza tried to influence the outcome of Ross's trial by appealing directly to the judge, which oh, was of course again stopped by <sighs> George. <laughs> then we had Francis his pistol misfired and he didn't die Dwight found him and then decided to give him a pep talk which was probably one of the worst in the world where he was just like yes all right and you have a kid and your wife's super hurt and Francis was just like thanks yeah that yeah that's really great thank you for that and of course Elizabeth traveled down to Bobmin because she had to remind everybody of that Of course you know, she did. Because the triangle is still a thing. You've gotta keep reinforcing that she's obsessed with Ross. Then Demelza yes. reveals she is pregnant. Bombshell. Uh-huh. Uh then we had the actual trial where Judd recanted his original testimony and Ross gave that amazing speech at the conclusion of his trial. Oh my gosh. Oh wow. And after that, everybody was like weirdly silent. And he was also. (laughs) It was really awkward. And then he was found innocent in a move that didn't really echo the silence, if you think about it too much. Um, So strange. Elizabeth and Francis reconciled over their mutual obsession with Ross. And then. (laughs) It's true. Ross tells Demelza that he doesn't want another child, even though she is clearly, like, angling for it and he does not read the room. That's just too late. And, like, that was all in one hour, people. That was a lot of plot. Yeah. That's a crazy amount of plot. Uh, and, you know, one of the things, it, you, when you think about it, you go through the episode summary and think about everything that they wound up putting in there. All of the credit goes to Debbie Horsfield for her brilliant uh, adaptation of the uh, original material. Uh, it's, it's remarkable that they were able to get all of that done in such a short amount of time. She completely blows my mind because mm. the way she reworks the source material, she's not just pulling from the scene itself, but she's pulling from lots of different scenes that she may not have time to include. And she manages mm-hmm. to condense that, and I'm just like, oh. I'm in awe of her because yeah. I've seen a lot of period dramas. It's kind of my favourite genre. And I think she's probably one of the best writers working in that genre. Yeah. Mm. Shout out, Debbie. Agree. So to start off with, what was your favorite scene? Oh wow! Oh, oh gosh! You're only allowed um, to pick one. This is a life or death situation. <laughs> uh, well, um, I think yeah, I think if I had to pick one, um, it would probably be the 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 one at the end of the episode um, where uh, Demelza is. Uh, looking and playing with the the dried velvet petals and uh, she has she has her Ross back she has her husband back who you know she had been prepared to be coming home to to being alone um and 
you know, she talks about uh, what she wants, what she desires, and and that, of course, includes um, a child in the crib. And uh, Ross, uh, in his Ross way, (laughs) um, you know, basically said, yeah, basically says, you know, uh, don't wish it. Um, And one of the things that I want to point out uh, with regards to the way they handled this scene, and I'm guessing we'll see a little more friction over that issue uh, in uh, next week's episode. In the books, um, Ross, the way Ross phrases it, makes it sound as though he doesn't want any children ever Uh, again. Ever. And, um, you know, Demelza is, of course, completely shattered by that statement. Um, And, you know, later on, things get clarified. But I thought that the way that that they handled it um, for this episode at that particular moment uh, made it uh, really help to move that tension forward because we know even though he said don't wish it uh not right now uh or something to that effect um you know that that's going to wind up continuing to kind of niggle at the back of of her mind um as you know her pregnancy advances so i'll be intrigued to see how long she keeps the the secret but that was my favorite scene. And then, of course, the, the flirtatious, witty banter about uh, uh, disobedient wives and, and reckless husbands. And uh, I'm, I'm currently working on a missing moment, of course, uh, that uh, starts up immediately following that scene. Uh, but I just absolutely love that scene. I just love the acting in that scene. It was just... Yes. I feel like they've really kicked it up a gear this season. They, all of their scenes mm-hmm. seem so more real and intimate. And like immediately, mm-hmm. I just felt so like I felt really soothed while watching it because I was like, yes. "Oh, it's yes. a relationship I understand, and it's comfortable, yes. and they understand." It's just it felt like it felt like Sunday night, and I was like all warm and snuggly inside. Like after all the trauma, <laughs> it was like, "Oh, this is a nice place to end it," even with the lingering yes. doubts over the baby. Yes, exactly. Any other scenes anybody else enjoyed? Well, I loved the trial. I mean, <laughs> this was so epic. Oh, it was so dramatic. Yes. It was like 20, 25 minutes, but it was oh, so many days. And when Demelza's father, he storms in, he's like, that oh, man yeah. stole my daughter. I hope that justice is made. I was like, no. Oh, my and, God. Yeah, was... <laughs> that never happened in the book. I wasn't expecting it. No. And when it when yeah. he did, I was like, oh, my God. That was such a clever. It it raised the tension just completely. You were just like, "Oh my gosh, yes, yes." I mean, I was on the edge of my seat through that entire scene. Yeah, it's amazing. Like you can know what's going to happen. He's obviously not going to hang because he's the main character. Yes. Debbie managed to create so much tension. I think a lot of that was also down to the the scoring in that scene. The music mm-hmm. is so good. I was like so tense. Yes. Yeah, I, I uh, have had a chance to rewatch it a couple times by now. <laughs> and um, uh, uh, I am, even though I know what's coming, I'm still just like trying not to bite my nails uh, because it's so, it's so intense. It's so intense. This yeah. is probably the most dramatic show on television. <laughs> just 
<laughs> one of them like like another aspect of the show like i knew francis wasn't going to die but when he put that yes. pistol up mm. to his head in that previous episode oh. i was terrified <laughs> i was i had kind of forgotten his, his suicide attempt in the books because there's so many books and so much happens in them that yeah. mm-hmm. this transformation of francis is something that you know was important but it wasn't the most important thing that mm. that sticks in your mind when you remember those books but i think from this the these first two episodes i think one of the standout stars has been francis and yes carl's, props to kyle carl's performance has been amazing i've been yeah just like yeah. he is yeah. stealing scenes Whenever he's on screen, you're just drawn to him. He's he has mm-hmm. been playing desperation yeah. so perfectly. Yeah. What? Yes. How have you guys reacted to that? And have you seen any other interesting reactions? Because I've seen some people who still haven't warmed up to France. They haven't forgiven him for his actions. Do you think that's yeah, fair? Yeah. Um. I think. Um. Um. No, I don't think that's fair. Um. I think. Um. And this is one of my biggest hopes is that the the audience will will think back to his performance last season and begin to pick up on the nuances that he brought to the screen during that season that tie into his performance this season. Um. You know, there's there has always been this sense of of self doubt about Francis um, from the very beginning. Um, as soon as Ross returns to the picture, um, yeah. you know, after having been considered dead, um, Francis is always um, and knows um, always second in yeah. Elizabeth's affections. And, um, you know, you see it when he goes to her to basically give her a get-out-of-jail-free card um, <laughs> after Ross comes back and says, you know, if there's, if there's a reason that you want to reconsider, you know, and he basically gives her that chance. Um, and uh, that self-doubt continues throughout the development of his character in the, the first season. It's easy to kind of cast him off as callow and heartless and um but his character especially as we see it it blossom in the first two episodes of this season um is one of my absolute favorite characters in the entire series he's he is he's marvelous he's a marvelous character and uh Dang it, Elizabeth, if you just opened your eyes and saw who he was, you would be, you, you should be happy, but no, no, nope. you can't be. So, so anyhow, um, I, I think Kyle uh, Solar has done such a tremendous job this uh, season. I actually read some articles um, regarding, sorry, just um, okay. an article that I read um, about the series premiere. Uh, basically saying that uh, Kyle, he stole Aiden's thunder. He was so amazing. Everybody mm-hmm. was so moved by the end of the episode that that was just um, something I wanted to highlight. He really mm, did. Absolutely. Yeah. I think what was interesting about the first episode for me was actually how there, there, was a, there wasn't that much Ross in the first episode like there yeah. was in the mm-hmm. second episode. I thought Mm-mm. he was very complacent about the trial and all of the maneuvering going on around him were about 
were by the women in his life, Elizabeth and Donald yes. in particular. And I really, mm. really enjoyed seeing that because I think mm. it highlights how differently they both handle both Ross and dangerous situations. I think Elizabeth saw an opportunity for to try and work things out with George, try to m- manipulate the circumstances through just aristocratic power maneuvering mm-hmm. through back channels and I think mm-hmm. Demelza sort of saw the situation and knew that was never going to appeal to Ross and she <laughs> well because she knows him slightly <laughs> I better know, I, I know right and <laughs> I mean that scene where she <laughs> Elizabeth is trying to put that offer on the table and if you watch Demelza's face she is not impressed she's like basically no. just watching Ross no. waiting for him to kick the fan <laughs> right I mean it, it's like she was kind of going are you effing kidding me <laughs> exactly about this I mean and and it it I think it demonstrates just how little Elizabeth knows about Ross how little insight she has into who he is as a man to think that she could have George show up at Trenwith and they would shake hands and everybody would be happy. No, that's never going to happen ever in life. And if you knew him, you knew Ross the way you think you do, you would have known that that was a futile effort to begin with. I think um, that's in part because the Ross she knew was shaped before he went mm-hmm. off to America. And I think he's mm-hmm. changed so much since then. And he's grown so yes. much as into his role as a leader in his, in the community. Mm-hmm. Like, he could never do that mm-hmm. now. No, uh, yeah. no. But yeah, that just cracked me up. It's like, yeah. oh, are you kidding me? <laughs> but uh, but uh, uh, the other thing, um, when you, you think about, you know, what how Ross was not doing much to to try and and deal or address the uh, the situation that he was in it was because he found it laughable. He absolutely found the whole thing laughable until he shows up in Bodmin and sees these oh. flyers that are littering the ground and reads all of this scurrilous uh, information in there. You know, I think that that's when the penny drops for him and he realizes, okay, this is more serious than I thought it was. Um, And maybe I need to be getting serious about how I deal with this. But then, you know, the Ross idiot gene kind of kicks in and, um, uh, you know, he's meeting with his lawyer and, you know, getting all grumbly about uh, I can't you know betray my principles and you know beg and plead and blah 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 like, you're gonna you're gonna die man you're gonna die so yeah it, it, what was interesting just, about he, he that me. to me was that it was preceded by a scene where you've got a very poor lower class ginger man whose mm-hmm. name I cannot remember mm. basically in the same situation and he was sentenced mm-hmm. to hang I, yeah. What, yeah. what struck me the most with that juxtaposition was how privileged Ross was he could go on yes. during this lengthy trial about the injustices yeah. facing the poor and then at the end of it be set free in large part I think because he 
is very privileged and there is an attitude that as uh, somebody with a stake in the community he can be ordering people about I think a lot of that mm -hmm. was just completely gross and unfair and I was sort of mildly annoyed he he, he was let free to be honest even though it's better <laughs> for the show it is a complete injustice it's, yeah. it was, it's more to yeah. do with luck than anything and I think when yeah. he was yeah. talking to that guy in the jail I was just like oh the irony of the situation and I don't even think Ross <laughs> perceives it as that I think he's no. like oh I'm really lucky and it's like no dude you're just really like really rich <laughs> compared to yeah. the other people yeah. <laughs> yeah and you know I think uh, you know the, the jury's uh, verdict of not guilty is a, a perfect uh, uh, example of uh, jury nullification where you know the, the jury hears all of this evidence and decides no we're going to go this way anyway even though you told us all of this Can you stuff believe how, uh, how we're, we're going to go this other way um, and one of the reasons why I think that they were swayed by it well other than the the brilliant speech that um, Ross gives uh, just before they go back to deliberate is um, the fact that he is considered gentry and yet he's speaking about the concerns of the poor. Um, so he is demonstrating that he is aware of the, 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 the strains and the challenges and, the, and the, the, the unfairness of the class struggle, the class divide uh, that the poor in his county have. And so I think that, you know, that that's one of the reasons why they gave him you know, gave him the not guilty verdict was, you know, at least he, at least he sees the problem and is acknowledging that the unfairness of the situation. So I think that's one of the other reasons why they, they gave him the not guilty verdict. Um, but you're, you're absolutely right. You're just showing that juxtaposition between his situation and that poor, poor ginger man, <laughs> um, you know, Poor ginger man. Who actually, he didn't really do that much. He just pointed out that no! Unwin wasn't elected. <laughs> Unwin just like grabbed that, that chair. I've actually really been enjoying exactly. the Unwin character. He's being oh. played by Hugh Skinner, who's just so, so funny. And just every, oh, every, he every is. little expression, you're just like, oh, he's just so good at being he's... posh. Exactly, and he's he is such a buffoon. I I, I mean, yeah. I I love that word, and buffoon is perfection when it comes to describing uh, Unwin Trevonance. And his scenes with buffoon. Caroline, yes, amazing. I don't think he's picked up that Caroline's not into him yet. <laughs> Bless him, he just keeps plugging away. <laughs> she keeps mocking oh, him. Oh yeah, was she exactly. laughing when he was like being attacked? So. Yeah. Oh yes. Oh yes. Oh, oh yes. Yeah, she. Sure. Yeah. She just kind of. She just kind of chuckled into her hand. I mean, it was. Oh you know, it, it's hilarious. It's hilarious. It was funny. He wasn't in any serious danger, right? No. 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 Except for being hit with a, a horse uh, apple, <laughs> which I just love. He's still alive. <laughs> he's yes, he is. Well. yes, he is. Yes, he is. Yes. Um. Another moment that I particularly liked was um, Francis and Verity's like mini scene at the end. Oh my god! Oh, 
Yes. So many complicated emotions. I think Verity, well, she definitely misses her brother and um, she knows how ridiculous the situation is. But Francis, he's. Paul Darks are just so stubborn. I mean, you have Ross <laughs> yeah. and then you have Francis and then just get over it. Like, she's married, she's happy. Just be happy for your sister. Like. I mean, to be yeah. fair, her husband did shoot him. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> if we were going to have a grudge, him. that would be like a pretty decent one. Oh, yeah. He did wind up shooting him in the neck. Right, okay. Uh, so, like, to be, I'm always sort of like, Verity, you may be asking a little bit too much. You know your brother. <laughs> um, he's shy. But, you know, but... Yeah, but Francis is the one who who basically challenged him to the duel. So you know, but I think he's conveniently forgotten that aspect of the the situation. But you know, it, it he's got this Poldark pride, and um, you know, I think yeah, I think for him, uh, the the whole situation with Blamey. Um, is just uh, a bridge too far for him to to be able to cross, unfortunately, because it's clear that he loves his sister. Um, and that was the, the thing that I really enjoyed seeing between them uh, during the, the scenes that they've had uh, so far this season, because we haven't seen that that loving connection between the two of them. I don't think they had them. many scenes um, together in season one at all. Like it was, it... Yeah, no, uh, I think that the, the scenes where they were together, oh, um, you know, she was, you know, they were either arguing or, you know, she was uh, serving the, the purpose that she had within the household, which was basically a step above a servant, um, you know, bringing them tea and, and uh, all of that other kind of stuff. Um, I think being able to see the, the, the love and affection that the two of them have together um, has been lovely, and it just makes the, the divide that much more difficult. Um, yeah. That also reminds me of, of Aunt Agatha, a.k.a. the best human being the world has ever produced. Oh, my God. Bless her. Aunt Agatha. Aunt Agatha, thug life, man. she is... in a scene, it's so funny. You can tell the... the I... Oh my God, I adore her. I, I love, I love how she just says, "Go to Bodmin, Elizabeth." <laughs> it's kind of like enough already. Will you just go? Poor, poor Aunt Agatha is always stuck with Elizabeth just pining over Ross. <laughs> She's probably seen it all at this point. Constantly watching Francis oh, yeah. and Elizabeth yeah. arguing about Ross. She like barely sees Ross, mm-hmm. but she hears more about R- what Ross is doing than anybody else. Poor Anna Oh yeah. Her playing oh, yeah. snap. She can't even play snap without getting some sass off Elizabeth. <laughs> that was hilarious. Oh gosh. I love Elizabeth her did and have uh, a point I, though. All of her predictions are like we're all going to dire. die. Um, except for the been... last one. But can we talk about that Elizabeth for a second? Oh. Um can we talk about Elizabeth's scene with her Demelza? Uh at the Oh trial? yeah. Like another controversial scene. Like, when she said, I came for Francis, I was like, girl, <laughs> why? Why are you if lying, you, you have to say it out loud to convince yourself, maybe, that you came for Francis. Yeah. Right? It was not convincingly yeah. said, I've got to say. It was oh, just like no. an afterthought. Oh, yeah, Francis yeah. is here. And, <laughs> and Demelza was kind of like, yeah, whatevs. I mean, you know, it's like, like right. 
tell yourself another one, Elizabeth. You know, it's like we all know, we all know. Um, and uh, you know, this was a, an added scene that uh, Debbie um, added to the uh, adaptation, and I'm at sixes and sevens about it. I'm I'm not sure if I liked it or if I'm a little bothered by it. Um, you know, the fact that Demelza blurts out that she's with child and admits that to, you know, her, her rival, um, for, for lack of a better term, um, just kind of, it, 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 it bothered me a Like bit. this is Gossip um, Girl. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, it, it, it's none of Elizabeth's business, although I understand the, the reason for doing it, um, you know, it is to emphasize the fact that Demelza and Ross have a loving marriage, um, and clearly, <laughs> as a result, uh, she's pregnant again. Um, Which is but, like really confusing with the condensed timeline, because it's uh, yes. been five days yes. and she was nearly dying. Everybody's been like, "How did that happen?" Um, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. When, uh, you know, in the in the book, of course, you know, there several months have passed. Um, I think uh, that Julia uh, dies and uh, the, the illness takes place uh, after just after the new year. Um, and mm-hmm. his trial doesn't take place until September. So there's all kinds of time uh, that elapses between um, that cliffside the the last cliffside moment that we see with the two of them and when he returns to um nampara after being taken to truro um but he's like oh well, there's five days what thing? what what <laughs> i still see why they're doing stuff like that though because the actors are not going to age quickly enough to justify all the time jumps in all 12 books. Very true. Very true. Very yeah, true. But it, Very it, true. So you understand why that happens, but then like little things like, oh, so she had to be pregnant before she got sick. And like, yeah. They went, but they were fine. <laughs> and like, there's little plot holes and you just have to go, well, maybe they were still having sex. I don't know. It's fine. <laughs> we'll just like, we'll forget that. We can move past that. Yeah. It's not a big deal. It's like, deal. okay. It's like, all right. So she's pregnant. Great. Okay. But yeah, I, 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 I just don't, I, I have had problems with the uh, BFFing of oh, me too. Demelza and Elizabeth since it started at Christmas at Trendwith. Um, just yeah. because, um, you know, the, the character in the book, uh, the Elizabeth's character in the book, it's very clear that uh, she friends. is not friendly. They are not friendly at all. Does she have and, friends? Um, I don't feel like she has friends. I don't she, think she, she does. She's a very cold person in the book. Um, mm-hmm. But I think I understand why they would make that decision because reading the books now as a modern woman you, you're always like why are these women fighting over a man and the temptation yeah. to try and bff them up is is there i just i it just i don't think it makes sense because as people they're not very compatible they're very no. different people and they react to everything so differently that i can't see them naturally mm-hmm. becoming friends i think yeah. one aspect that they did bond over and i thought that was actually quite 
well handled was well they when they were both mothers i thought that yes. scene where she was yeah. stitching julia's yeah. name into the ribbon mm-hmm. that's so moving and i thought like okay i can understand why they would be friends because they have that in common but I think it they would, have that in common. But I don't think that mm-hmm. they would ever be very particularly close. It doesn't make sense. And I think Mm-mm. when I see people becoming attached to that relationship, I grow weary because I've just it doesn't feel real in the yeah, sense that I, other relationships on the show do. Like Verity yeah. and Demelza really do work well together, and you can see why they would be friends. Mm-hmm. And with Elizabeth, it just always feels a bit false and a bit fake and you're always Mm -hmm. sort of watching for whatever elizabeth's agenda is in that scene and Mm -hmm. it's just like oh it's awkward and it's painful to watch (laughs) yeah i'm so uncomfortable thinking yeah yeah even if it wasn't about ross like uh, the two are so different yeah so even if it wasn't about ross like i couldn't see them being friends no well they're they're kind of related by the standards of the day so they would have to interact but that doesn't yeah. mean that they would be naturally friendly like ugh. yeah and i think yeah it also by doing this they are going to have to keep exploring that relationship going forward and it's going to get mm-hmm. so messy it's going to get so yes. awkward because as we've seen in the previews russ can't let anything go <laughs> no oh. he can't he can't Damn it, idiot. <laughs> oh, he's such an idiot. <laughs> Literally, my response to almost everything that happens on the show is like, dramatic sigh, <sighs> Ross. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's one of the reasons um, on my blog, um, I have a spoiler blog, and um, where I ranted about the books as I was reading them and, and doing a bit of that on the show um, as well. But uh, I have put a trademark next to the idiot because uh, <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> because it, 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 it just kind of carries through, man. You know, it carries through. Uh, you know, Ross is an idiot, but he's our idiot. It's like whenever yeah. he's not an idiot, I become so emotionally attached to him, though. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. you're not an idiot Aww. right now. Well done. It's like, oh, you're, you're doing so well. Excellent. And it's back again. You know, it's like... <laughs> he can't help himself. <sighs> Next week, no, he, he, will, he will be losing all of their money. In, like, yes. <laughs> congrats. Um, <laughs> just when you really need it, because Demel's is pregnant. And of course, like driving his wife further away. Exactly. Well done, sir. Um, And from the previews that we saw, it seemed to me that he hadn't told her about the $1,000 loan that he got at 40% interest. Um, Because if, and I don't know if it's just because of the way that they, they cut the preview but the, you know the look on her face is one of just like abject shock of like <laughs> you did what? <laughs> so it would be it would be response. Exactly, it's like you did what? Come here so I can cost you in the head. She but, needs uh, to be like anyway. holding a pan at all times just in case Ross comes in with some more <laughs> breaking news because his decision making <laughs> skills are not top notch. <laughs> exactly. 
it's the cast iron skillet of justice uh, that uh, she needs to, right to carry now. around with her. That's funny. <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh, what else but I think one of the I, I think one of the things that we haven't talked about um, a whole lot. We've done a little, but um, uh, Caroline. Uh, you know, Caroline is this uh, new character who is going to become a very important part of Ross and Demelza's life um, yeah. within the next uh, several episodes. Uh, that that is going to wind up manifesting itself. Um, I think uh, that uh, the folks at Mammoth were absolutely uh, genius when it came to their casting uh, for Caroline. Um, Gabrielle, and, and her last name escapes me at this moment. Oh, wild. Um, With an E. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, she's brilliant uh, in that role. Absolutely brilliant. And I love the, the hint of chemistry that we have between her and uh, Luke Norris as Dwight. Um, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm so looking forward to how that develops. Yeah. Every time they're on screen, I'm like a giddy mess. I'm <laughs> just, <laughs> just waiting. Um, I really, really love Gabrielle. I think she's a really great addition to this cast. I think the way she oh, speaks absolutely. the lines is just so great. She said she's mm-hmm. so quick, and you can see she's so clever mm-hmm. behind all the twinkling of her eyes, and it's just oh. Mm-hmm. And, and all of these people who meet her underestimate her, and I think that's just what's oh, so absolutely. wonderful about Caroline. She comes in in this like fluffy pink dress and with like the, <laughs> the gold curls, and everybody underestimates her because they think she's silly, but she's incredibly clever, and I think she picks up on she picks up on George straight away. She just like, oh, yes. lays into him, and um, yes, it's so good. When she met Demelza this week, I was like, "Oh, my two ladies <laughs> in the same room," <laughs> and it was like really the little, <laughs> that little smile, yeah, the little sparkle. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't, I can't wait to see how that relationship develops. I really, I really can't. And it's going to be great. It's like I have something to look forward to while everything else goes to shit. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh! I yeah, because it, you know, when you're when you're thinking you're thinking about uh, you know the way things have gone so far, and it's like, oh god, the trial. Thank God that's over. It's like, oh, honey, no. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> we, just, we have eight. We have, we have. It's just it, getting started. In a weird way, <laughs> the first two episodes were just a conclusion of the first season, and now we've got like yes, they were just laying the groundwork. Yeah. Yes. For what's to come, and it's not—it's not pretty. It's—it's it's not gonna be pretty. No. <laughs> it's not gonna be pretty. It's gonna be an angst fest. Like honestly, when the tra- i was so happy, and then the trailer happened, and I was so angry really quickly. Like it's like nobody else can piss me no. off in three seconds the way Ross Paldock. Can. <laughs> oh, Very. I totally agree. <laughs> it's like how how quickly you went from like l- loving Demelza obsessively and like oh my wife I've left her nothing and oh I need to say goodbye to her to 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 this or how how could yeah. you forget Ross he does not learn lessons. Yes. <laughs> Honestly, you're you're absolutely right. You know, and it, it's just like, dude. Come on. You've got this wonderful, wonderful woman standing right there beside you. 
and you're still just thinking about Elizabeth. And she's very patient. She really is. Uh-huh. Oh, she is. She is. A little too patient. <sighs> like, sometimes you got to hit him in the head. you just got to hit oh, him yeah. in the head. It's coming. With... Yes, with the cast iron skillet of justice. I'm just saying, Absolutely. like, he learns his lesson after that. Like, he doesn't do it again. Just hit him a couple times. <laughs> no. Every Thank time God. he goes and gets in a thousand pound line that he can't pay Mac. Think about it. As well. <sighs> well, go ahead. Sell off everything at Numpara. That's what you're going to wind up having to do, man. But, uh, you know, the, the situation with George, um, you know, we've talked a little bit about how George seems to be at the center of everything. Um, you know, what do you guys think is the reason why he is so obsessed with Ross? I think he, I have my own he, he opinions, really, but... really wants to be Ross Poldark. Yeah. Kills mm-hmm. him that he can't be Ross. Like he wasn't born that charming and that like a go-getter like Ross is. Mm-hmm. Natural leader. Yeah, everybody mm-hmm. just flocks to Ross. No matter how stupid mm-hmm. Ross is, we always we're always like, you know what? He tries, and we forgive him. <laughs> Even Demelza, yeah. like everybody just loves Ross. <laughs> oh my God, everybody loves Ross. That could be a so yeah. sitcom. Well, you know, I I I would love to have known or to have had the opportunity to talk with uh, Winston Graham about George. What the 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 seed of the uh, animus between the two of them, where did that happen? Um, there are some people that that uh, think that something happened while they were in school, um, and George references something about, you know, being in school and, and admiring Ross's um, uh, basically swagger um, <laughs> um, about the school. Um, I think, I think that... Uh, you know, there have been fan fictions that, that uh, pair the two of them. <laughs> this is so um, wrong, okay? They're just it's, fundamentally It's incredibly wrong. It's like um, but um, I could means. see how it would work. Um, I could see how it would work. Um, you know, that, that there it is... It the start of a romantic comedy somewhere in there. <laughs> the banker but, you know, is, and the rebel is there an attraction there is there an attraction there is that something that, that has not been uh, explored thank you Jesus it hasn't been explored um, but uh, yeah Maybe, George is babe. just thoroughly thoroughly uh, envious of Ross at almost every level um, that there's possible to be I mean um, yeah, and I think he um, he really wants to be him, or at least if he can't be Ross, then he at least wants to be his friend so he can learn how to become Ross. And I don't mm-hmm. know if um, if he his interest in, in Elizabeth is sincere or if it's just a way to get to Ross. Yeah. I think, like most things, it's just a manifestation of his pride. He can have yeah. something that Ross wants, so he's yeah. going to try and take yeah. it. And it's so mm-hmm. disgusting and slimy. And every time that there's, like, I feel so uncomfortable during Elizabeth's scenes with George because I just feel like she knows he's wrong. Mm-hmm. She can, uh. she picks up on it, but she still oh, yeah. tries to use him. And I'm yeah. just saying, well, that's a dangerous game, woman. That's a dangerous game. But what I... Yes, indeed. What I really also enjoy, because that reminds me of some, 
Demelza's scenes where she tries to manipulate men are some of my favourite scenes. Oh my god. <laughs> the the way she sort of just becomes really demure and like, I'm just a mm-hmm. woman. <laughs> Won't you help me save my yeah. husband? <laughs> The so scene cute. with Ray Penvenon in last week's uh, episode was adorable. Oh, she's like, it's a so shame cute. no one knows who the judge is. Blink, blink. Um. I've never seen her eyes become that big before. No, no. It was like, oh my goodness, she's become an anime character right before our eyes. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, it was that was that was a piece of brilliant acting uh, from so um, Eleanor once again. Oh. And it like in contrast to, to Elizabeth trying to do the same thing, like, yeah, you're not on Demelza's level yet, Elizabeth, but I see you trying. Elizabeth is as clever as Demelza is. I really don't. Well, I don't think Elizabeth you know, De- has, has had need to become very clever. She's just a Th- yeah, that's true. To sit that's at home true. and she's sheltered. <laughs> Be that's lovely. Why she, that's why she thinks that Ross would take. <laughs> Ross would like actually listen to George. In, in oh, one God. sense, though, like Elizabeth is not wrong because if Ross actually just befriended George, even though it would kill him, like inside, his life would be mm-hmm. so much easier. I kept thinking of that scene mm-hmm. where he didn't shake his hand. Like, yes, that's so monumentally stupid. If you ask like a hundred <laughs> other people. I think 99 of them would have just shaken his hand so they didn't die. But Ross is like, nah, I'm going to stick nah, with my pride. Not... That's never going to happen, it. man. Like, at least consider it so that I can know you're not stupid. But no. No, you can see him just kind of thinking to himself, you know, WTF? I mean, are you serious, man? Um, and, uh, you know... And I love how George smugly thinks that 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 he's you know put one over on Ross, you know, by uh, being as utterly predictable as uh, he thought he was going to be. And then you know Ross basically has the the last word, and it's a, a doozy of a last word where you know he says you, you've basically showed me what 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 can be bought. You know, it's like yeah. Your affections for Elizabeth are the reason why you're here. That's how you're bought. It's and that was that was that was brilliant. It's really bizarre to watch because for the life of me, I can't work out why Elizabeth would like either of these men as a person. Ross or George? Yeah. I can't really understand why she would like Francis that much. I mean, Francis loves her, so he's a, like adorable baby. But I can't understand <laughs> like why she keeps giving George the time of day, other than he's quite useful <sighs> to her. But she's obviously not that clever, and if she hasn't picked up that he's not I that think... min- easy to manipulate. Yeah, I think that that um, Elizabeth, and this is the the feeling that I got when I read the books, um, and it continues with the the show as well. Um, Elizabeth is the kind of person who must have the admiration of the men around her, um, and you know Ross makes a comment in the first season. Um, you know, Elizabeth was born to be admired, and that's 
and that is absolutely true. Um, and if she doesn't have that admiration, uh, she kind of goes spare. Um, and, uh, you know, that's the reason why she continues to um, persist in her obsession with Ross. Um, and especially after he, you know, drops the bombshell that Demelza has become the love of his life at the end of the, the first season. Um, you know, at, in that moment, she knows that he no longer has a place for her in his heart. And she's desperate to get it back uh, God, because she needs that me. admiration. Oh, that Ooh, honey. really pissed me off. I was like, why is this <laughs> <laughs> why? Why am I feeling? Oh, oh, Elizabeth, just keep showing yeah. up in in situations where she shouldn't be. Oh, God bless Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. oh, your wife's dying. Let me just conveniently show up at the house. You need a shoulder to cry on. Yeah. It's like honestly, I, mean, I don't I, think she. I'm guessing she's like that, but you know, I think a little bit. A little I, bit I think of that... her thinks that she's the most important person in his life so she has to be there for him yeah. constantly it's like no yeah. he's married um, no you don't he's married he's married um and i can understand why the the the, the logic uh for her going to um help um because demelza came and helped her um and wound up uh, losing her own child um, in the process. Uh, so I can understand that, especially if we think back to what we talked about earlier, that moment between the two women after Julia is first born, um, and they're talking about the, you know, what motherhood basically means to, to each other. Um, I think that, that Elizabeth is very sincere uh, in her thoughts around what, cost uh demelza gave in order to save her own son but it's still not enough for her to stop with the obsession and that that just enrages me it really just enrages me enrages me too yeah i just think like it goes beyond understanding it's just beyond good taste it's like this is a woman that just lost her child, nearly lost her husband, and is about to lose most of her possessions. Like, yeah. are you really are you really gonna keep going after her husband? Are you really like? I, I know she's probably she thinks she's not pursuing it because she's not talking about it directly, but everybody knows. Like, it's not some huge mm-hmm. secret. She thinks that she's being very coy, but she's not very good at acting and so like every time she shows up it just like rubs it in a little bit more like ah. mm-hmm. and it's just mm-hmm. absolutely and to me uh, the be... last yeah. uh, the last episode of season one um when ross was like just pray that i do not lose the love of my life to me that was the perfect closure for the ross and elizabeth story so i really don't get why they have to revisit it and um so yeah ross again being an idiot Ross doesn't know uh-huh. things. Like Ross can't can't just go, Oh yeah, Demel's is the love of my life and then it sticks in his brain forever. Because like five minutes later Ross will get distracted by something shiny and like forget. <laughs> That's what it feels like sometimes. Squirrel. He'll just be like Oh Squirrel. I, I mean I love, I love you, but like also Elizabeth's here, so 
<laughs> exactly. And then he's also always, always <sighs> really surprised that Demel's is upset. Like, oh wow, <laughs> that scene in, uh, I think it was episode five of the first season, or maybe it was six. I always get the later ones confused. Where Demelza admits to being jealous of Elizabeth, and he's like, oh why? Yes. One of the what? Most... And then she just gives him that look. He's so just kind of like sometimes, like. Oh. <sighs> Oh, I wonder, Ross. I wonder why she's jealous. Is it maybe because you're obsessed with the chick? What are we looking forward to? I know not much. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, I think that that, uh, uh, the rest of the season is going to be a, a real, uh, a real challenge, you know, knowing, knowing the source material and the, the, the story that lies ahead, it's going to be, uh, one that, uh, will have us reaching for something to throw at the television. I think, um, probably at least once a week, if not more. So by those uh, nice, (laughs) exactly. So buy those nice, soft, squishy things so that you don't wind up destroying your, your television or computer. Um, I am looking forward to epic acting. Um, I think that the, you know that's w- with with the material that's to come. Um, all of the actors in the show have the opportunity to to really sink their teeth into um, some rich dialogue and uh, opportunities to to really shine. So I'm 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 looking very forward to, to seeing how um, Aiden and Eleanor and and Kyle and and uh, Haida and everybody um, take this material and run with it. And, and I think Jack is going to have such a ball with <laughs> all of the stuff that that's coming up. Um, you know, man, he just needs talk to about grow a nice juicy roll. Just like it, so he can twirl it. Yeah, so he can twirl, yes. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Forward to seeing Ross and Demelza's wedding uh, marriage, or like marriage, uh, being portrayed as a real-life marriage, like a series Mm. one like the honeymoon phase. Well, this series is more going to be like (laughs) real-life issues, you know. I'm not gonna. We're not gonna spoil. This is a spoiler-free podcast, but um, yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, seeing uh, how their marriage is uh, being portrayed and uh, and uh, how the tension with um, I was gonna say Jack. Um, and, uh, yeah. And I'm looking forward to more Caroline because she's no! <laughs> she's so adorable and she's gonna be the bright spot. That Fills my dark, dark places while I watch the show. Bless her. Yes. And her, yes. And her pug. Shout out to the pug. Horace the pug. He's amazing. He's so I really miss Garrick. Where has he been? <laughs> well, apparently, I think. Well, I, I think I remember seeing or hearing something uh, that uh, Eleanor said that he's so busy. Um, oh, he's become yeah. such a big star that you know they 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 have trouble getting him uh, for the the shoots. So you know who knows they may have to send in a stunt dog or something like that. I mean he's that's my dog. <laughs> he's barking in the background. <laughs> he doesn't like me talking about other dogs like this. Oh dear. Okay. <laughs> but uh, I'm really looking forward to get 
more Dwight scenes as well. He's getting like a bigger role as the show goes on. Oh yeah. I, just, mm-hmm. I always really liked mm-hmm. like one of the things I loved about the books was meeting new characters because Winston was so great at he, he was just able to create this whole person within like a few lines mm-hmm. of dialogue. You knew who that person was. And I think the show has been able to capture them so brilliantly. And I'm just like looking yes. forward to meeting new people and having like epic drama and crying mm-hmm. a lot and Ellen yes. killing it. Exactly. <laughs> Oh, and um, I know I've seen a couple of stills from next week's um, episode, and it uh, looks like uh, Captain McNeil um, yeah, is returning. <laughs> is returning, and you know, a, a gal always loves a nice Scottish uh, accent. I was like, um, he's got a questionable I, moustache, but he is like weirdly hot. <laughs> it was the accent. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. He's he's uh, kind of yummy. So uh, it'll be fun to see kind of what he winds up uh, doing um, over the course of the season as well. It's going to be super sexy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bring it. Gotta love a man in a red coat. <laughs> it's so funny because in the trailer, Russ is like, oh, it dazzles people. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> Really? You you had one. Like, remember that? Yeah. When you were a captain. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Oh, and actually, there's a great uh, fanfic uh, that is centered around um, Ross's red coat done by uh, Sparks. <gasps> um, oh, that was so good. I, yeah, the, the, the name of it is escaping me. It may be like just called The Uniform. Fancy or something. Oh, a fancy! That's it. A fancy that. Uh, oh, so good. Yeah, She's it's so really, really good. Writer. So, yeah, check that out. Because we all that, that actually we, we all love a man in a red coat. I always thought like <laughs> Ross looked quite silly in his. But I don't know what it is about Ross in that coat, but I always thought it was really bizarre because he's so disheveled usually and when he was all yeah. he was all shiny and I was like, nah, that's not Ross. That's weird. <laughs> yeah. We we won't talk about the, the extensions because we could talk for another hour about those. Um I wanna <laughs> talk about how the fact he has a mullet and a perm. It's a mullet perm. <laughs> Mullet perm, that's perfect. And that's perfect. There's this 80s footballer in England called Kevin Keegan who looks almost exactly like him. And I've been posting, (laughs) like, doing a compare and contrast of 80s footballer or Ross Poulter. Oh, God. Oh, God. It's so bad. But, yeah, to be fair, Eleanor's extensions have got so much better that I don't really care. I just won't look at Ross. I'll just keep looking at Eleanor's hair, like, blowing gently in the breeze on a cliff. That could be like the entire yes. show, and I would be happy. It's so pretty. Yes, it it is it is exquisite. Um, it is exquisite. I uh, loved the uh, appearance uh, when she is uh, standing at Nampara watching him chopping wood. You know, and her hair is just magnificent bedhead. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna say like, oh, yeah. nobody's curls she, wake she... up looking that good. My curls wake up looking like I've oh. been attacked. Like, <laughs> and Ross's hair was, was oh, yeah. so long the night, um, the morning after. Like, uh, before, hair, sure, yeah. and then suddenly. <laughs> it was so long. Mm-hmm. 
It's. I think that's what happens when you film all ten episodes at the same time. There's yeah. No continuity. Yeah, and they don't film in sequence, so um, that's one of the challenges that uh, they had to deal with uh, during the filming uh, this this season was just trying to keep his his hair length the same. And it's weirdly, I though, don't like, find myself. They, I yeah, it's quite. I don't it's find myself being distracted yeah. by it. Yeah, it's, it's it's good sometimes, and then other times it's like, what the heck. Um, I don't find myself distracted by it when I'm watching the show for the first time, just because mm-hmm. I'm completely riveted in what's happening on the screen. But um, as I rewatch, I find myself muttering under my breath, oh, hair, I always hair, notice it when I'm making hair. Because I'm literally staring at like just screen captures of his bad perm. For like 20 minutes going like that's not right why is it longer there and short at the front what's going on it's just it's just it's okay well it's not that important thank heavens it'll be no it isn't no it, it really isn't it really isn't um but uh you know i think that that we are blessed by having such a a brilliant uh show uh, of a brilliant uh, series of books um, happening for us in this moment in time. I, I'm, I am so happy that Poldark is in my life. Um, I'm so glad that it's back after 18 months. I'm so happy. Like, I waited, yes. and I struggled, and it was painful. <laughs> <laughs> like well, and I think... Exactly. And I, I, you know, having uh, come into the the show and the the subsequent uh, fandom um, kind of really quite late, um, it's been fascinating to be a part of the, the ramp up for this season. Um, and I look forward to the same thing happening with with Every other season, season three and four and as we continue forward. Yay. Okay. I think that's a pretty good end to the podcast. Yes. Excellent. Yes. So everybody say goodbye. <laughs> Bye. Listeners. Bye. And this has been a blast. Yes. This has been a blast. Thank you for the invitation. Bye-bye. I really appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Bye, everybody. Uh, hopefully <laughs> we'll be back next week with more in uh, how how terrible Ross is. Yeah. A full oh yeah. Yeah. On how Ross <laughs> can improve his life. Okay. Oh my gosh, we could probably do a dissertation on that, but uh, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, thanks so much for for this. This was this was a blast. <laughs> Sunshine since I don't know when I'm stuck in Folsom prison and time keeps dragging on. But that train keeps rolling on down to San Antonio. When I was just a baby, my mama told me, son, always be a good boy, don't ever play with guns. But I shot a man in Reno Just to watch him die When 
I hear that whistle blowing, I hang my head and cry. There's rich folks eating in a fancy dining car They're probably drinking coffee and smoking big cigars Well, I know I had it coming I know I can't be free But those people keep a moving And that's what tortures me I'd let that lonesome whistle blow my blue. 